0: Looking for the latest on the A's minor leagues? One of the latest additions to A's cast is The Farm. A look around the minor leagues with interviews, updates, and
1: profiles on the future A's tearing up the minors.
2: Welcome to our A's Farm podcast. I'm your host, AthleticsFarm.com editor in chief Bill Moriarty. And today we're going to be taking an early season look at both of the A's A Ball affiliates, the low A Stockton Ports and the high A Lansing Lugnuts. And to help us out today, we're going to be talking with both teams' play by play announcers, Alex Jensen of the Ports and Jesse Goldberg Strassler of the Lugnuts. We're going to start out by looking at Northern California's own Stockton Ports, with the Ports' new Play by play man and Oakland native Alex Jensen. Hey, thanks for joining me today, Alex.
1: Hey, Bill, thanks for having me on. Uh, uh, it'll be fun to, to chat about some Stockton Ports baseball here. I, I appreciate you uh, having me on. I'm looking forward to the conversation.
2: Absolutely. Well, you know, I always like talking to you play-by-play guys because really when you think about it, nobody pays closer attention to the game than you guys. You know, you, you can't miss a pit. You're there for everything. So I always figure you play-by-play guys know what's going on with these prospects down there as well as anyone does. But I wanted to start out by asking you because, you know, this is new to you this year. You're the Port's new play-by-play man this year. You're replacing our mm-hmm. old friend Zach Bay Rudy. So what's it just been like for you personally to be there behind the mic every day? calling the games on a daily basis there in stockton
1: oh it's been a dream come true man i mean you know ever since i was a kid i you know i just wanted to come to the, to the ballpark every day and now finally to be able to do that and uh and live out my dreams this way it's uh it, it's surreal in a lot of ways that you know when i get ready to come to work i'm coming to a baseball field to talk about baseball all day and watch a game and it's it's so much fun man i like i i can't even tell you um, you know, how much of a dream come true this has been for me so far this year. And it's funny you bring up, Zach, I'm actually staying in his house uh, <laughs> while he's like back and forth to and from Reno. So, um, so yeah, no, but it, it's, been, it's been amazing, man. And, uh, you know, even with the limited, um, you know, exposure to the team and it's starting to get a little bit better with the protocols and everything. Um, but even with that, it's just it's so much fun to just be doing baseball every day.
2: There are definitely worse things in life than getting paid to talk about baseball, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, uh, exactly. So, so, you know, we're, we're a few weeks into the start of the season now. You know, and I'm just curious to know from your perspective, sitting there in the booth, watching the ports every night, what, what do you think have been some of the big storylines there in Stockton over the first few weeks of the, of the minor league season?
1: Well, I think first off, it's just remembering how young this team is. I mean, they're by far the youngest team in the league, uh, especially the position players. You know, you look up and down uh, the lineup and the guys who have a majority of the starts. And, you know, you know Robert Poisson, I mean, this is his, really his first time playing competitive baseball in the right. United States. You know, the way I understand it, you can correct me if I'm wrong here, but, you know, that Dominican circuit before these guys are signed is really more of a showcase style. Yep. Yep. So I think just, you know, remembering how young this team is, uh, you know, he's a, a teenager. Brian Buelvis is a teenager. Um, you know, Tyler Soderstrom is a teenager. I mean, you know, the Cal league obviously used to be high A now it's low A. So we're seeing a lot of these uh, younger guys who really haven't played above the rookie league kind of face some older college pitchers uh, here in low A West. And, you I think you know what's what's on top of that is the fact that obviously nobody's played competitively for a year, right so I think the youth and just watching these guys kind of get used to the grind I was actually you know there's a continental breakfast in our hotel right now we're in Vitalia and uh, I, was, I was chatting with Brian Welvis a little bit and you know he mentioned that just kind of getting used to the routine every single day because it's so much different than what these guys are used to. But I think that's the big storyline for me is, is how young this team is and, and it's really been a lot of fun, Bill, uh, watching them make adjustments, especially the hitters. I mean this team has some older pitchers, but especially this lineup, watching them make adjustments day in, day out, I think they're, you know, far you know, they're far and away. They're ahead of where they were at this time two weeks ago.
2: Yeah, you know, it's it's interesting, like you mentioned, for a lot of these players, even the college players, they often say the yeah. biggest first adjustment is, like you said, playing the game every day, because even in college, you don't do that, you know, so for them <laughs> totally. to, to have to get in the routine of that grind, that that's quite a, quite a thing, that's often the first adjustment they have to make, and, you know, you mentioned how young these players are, also, the Stockton team this year is just full of, of the A's top Latin American prospects, you know, it looks like they've really yeah. decided to... to sort of make Stockton the first stop for a lot of their Latin American talent. So it really gives the the team, you know, a, a unique and a particular character with all those those mm-hmm. young players, a lot of them from the Dominican or from Colombia or, or, or wherever. But it gives it an interesting vibe of those young guys just starting out being in a new country for the first time and figuring everything out.
1: Yeah, it's been really interesting to watch. You know, and, and I, I I consider myself lucky that I landed here with the Ports and that, you know, I'm kind of one of the first people that get to look at these guys day in and day out because it, it really is fascinating to watch them adjust to life in the United States. And, you know, like you said, go through this daily grind every single day. So, uh, you know, and I think that the A's maybe purposefully put some older guys in here, a guy like um, Danny Bautista, who has some experience. Mm-hmm. Armenteros has experience, obviously, in the Cal League. And then some older college position players. You know, Saheed Valenzuela, uh, you know, he he – didn't play his last year at Fullerton for most of the year because of Tommy John surgery. But, you know, he has experience at a big time college program, you know? So I think that the, the mix of those type of guys, so you got a guy like TJ Schofield, Sam, who's out of Canada, who's really in his first full season as well. But I think they've mixed those guys maybe somewhat intentionally. And, you know, I think Rico Bronia, by the way, Bill, is like the perfect personality mm-hmm. uh, for these guys to have, as their skipper in in their first full season here in the States
2: yeah you know that's uh that's interesting i am looking forward to talking to him sometime soon he's just joined the a yeah. system this uh this season but i've heard lots of good things about him everybody seems to you know think he's really got got what it takes to do do the job <laughs> there so um it'll be interesting to see how he's able to help shape and mold these young prospects that are that are just starting out well speaking of a lot of these hitters that you mentioned i'd be curious to know again from your perspective watching them in the batter's box there every day who've been some of the real the real standouts in the Stockton lineup this year so far
1: well I'll start with the guy that everyone wants to hear about Tyler Soderstrom I mean he just you know I think the first thing that stood out to me about him is he just has a presence in there um and it's you know he was playing high school baseball a year ago right I mean well not really a year ago I mean we were in shutdown lockdown a year right. ago but you know 14 months ago this guy was playing at Turlock High and just to to watch him spray the ball from foul line to foul line and barrel balls up and he is he's a really physical kid I mean he really fills out the uniform and like I said just the presence that he has in there as a teenager is really impressive but you know I've seen him uh, I'll I'll give you an example of the kind of back control he has Bill I mean in in the series against Modesto the opening series you know his first at bat first of all he doubled down the left field line the other way Uh, But then, you know, his next three hits are ground balls just to the right of second base in the center field. So, Modesto decides to shift on him, put three infielders on the right side. Mm -hmm. Well, his next two hits, uh, his next hit comes to left center field a single, and then the one after that comes down the left field line. (laughs) So, he just has an idea of what he's doing in there, you know. Uh, And even in this series, last night, double down the right field line, double out to left center. And, And the power probably isn't, you know, we haven't seen the power quite yet. But I, I don't think there's any doubt that he'll grow into some power. But it's just an advanced field to hit. And then the other guy is, is Lazaro Armenteros. I mean, he's hitting .349. Um, he, the, coming to last night, he was 9 for his last 18. And the night before that, he was 8 for his last 14. And I think what's been so impressive about uh, Lazarito has been uh, he's using the middle of the field and the opposite field. And from what I understand about him, Back in 2019, here in the Cal League, when you know obviously he set the league record in strikeouts, he was pretty much dead pull. But he hit home run down the right field line at Banner Island Ballpark, and most of his hits, like I said, have come to center field or right field. So I think you're seeing maybe a maturation process because the skill set, the tools—I uh, mean, you can see why they gave him, you know, why why they brought him on the way that they did, right? I mean, he can yeah. absolutely fly. He is put together. He's got some serious power. And I think he's starting to tap into more of a mature approach.
2: Yeah, I know so he's he's been stealing a lot of bases in the early going too. They've had him in that leadoff spot in the lineup a lot, and he hasn't been afraid to to swipe a bag. And then, like you mentioned, Tyler Soderstrom, right. he's still just 19, and he's he's been hitting in the the three hole most of the year for Stockton. So to put a 19 year old in that spot in the lineup, making his pro debut, you you must have a lot of confidence in him, you know, just to even put him in that position. And and thus far, he's he's been delivering, obviously. Uh, he's uh, he's getting hits it seems like every night he's uh, hitting doubles and uh, you, like you said he seems to just be able to play with a certain confidence that, that most 19 year olds don't show. The other guy there that's really obviously a high profile prospect is the shortstop Robert Poisson he's just 18 mm-hmm. years old he's making his pro yeah. debut we know he's definitely struggled out of the box there I know I, I think he's struck out in, in more than half of his at bats in the early going and the, the hits have been few and far between but we do have to remember he is just 18 he hasn't played pro ball before and under normal circumstances he probably wouldn't be playing now he'd be starting out in the arizona league in the in the summer but can you talk a little bit about what you've seen from the uh, young mr poisson there this year
1: you know i think you can see a lot of what the a's liked about him especially in the field so far you know he can really run he he is fast uh and he made a play last night that i don't know how many shortstops in the Cal League low west whatever you want to call it bill but he made a play going to his left sliding on the rim of the outfield grass getting to his feet quickly and throwing a strike to first base you know he's got a really good arm he looks the part um now as you mentioned he's 18 years old you know so and he's seen a lot of high draft pick college pitching so guys that can go throw two and three pitches for a strike in any count and i'm just not sure that he's seen that before you know like like i mentioned early on right i mean Coming from a Dominican showcase style of baseball, he's facing some polished guys, guys that pitched in the Big West, guys that pitched in the Pac-12, guys that pitched in the SEC, and, you know, it was a little bit of baptism by fire early on, but he's starting to show some adjustments. In in game one here in Visalia, the Ports had the bases loaded and nobody out, and they were down 3 nothing in the second inning, and it was a two-strike count, and... He had a line drive back up the middle for really his first for his first non-bunt base hit of the season to drive in two runs. So he's got three hits in this series. You know, the strikeout numbers are still there, but he's putting the ball in play a little bit more. And I think that's all you can really ask for him from him right now is to just see him get better, get a little bit better every single day, every single series. You know, have him get a little bit better. And I think that's what he's been doing. I mean, there, you know, he had a three strikeout game a couple nights ago. So there's going to be some inconsistencies because he's 18 years old and he's playing this game at this level for the first time. Uh, but I think you can see you can see some of what the A's like about him. Like I said, he can play shortstop and he can really run. Well, you know, the and other to make those adjustments as I mentioned.
2: The the other thing that I mentioned there about about him his strikeouts the thing is he's not the only one there in stockton <laughs> you know one thing early on you, you've you've definitely been yeah. seeing a lot of swing and miss there there's a few guys there on the team that again i, I think they're they've got they've struck out more than 50 percent of their uh, at bats so there's a lot of that going on with a lot of these young players but uh, h- how's that look to you
1: just like with poisson it's gotten much better i mean that you know in the giant series you you know, they, they struck out 19 times in one game. I think they struck out 17 in another game. Same thing in the Modesto series. So it's gotten better as the, you know, we're only in week three, and it's gotten better as the year has gone along. I mean, you know, the, the, the word that uh, the skipper Rico Bronio used with me all the time is maturation. You know, you want right. to see him taking more mature at-bats. We mentioned that with Lazaro Armenteros. I think that's getting better as the year goes on. Sure there's some swing and miss. I mean that's kind of what today's game is now, right? I mean right. That, that it's always gonna it's gonna be a part of the game right now. Um but like I said, I think it's it's guys are starting to make adjustments and we're seeing the ball put in play a lot more.
2: Well, as I say, it it is a game of adjustments, and uh, they do call it development. You know, that's what those guys are there for is to develop. So as long as they're progressing and moving in the right direction, you know, that's all we want to see. There will be some hiccups and some bumps in the road, but we just want to see progress. And as long as guys are doing that, then, hey, that's great. Before we wrap up, I did want to talk to you. Most of the high-profile players on the team there in Stockton Mm -hmm. seem to be in the lineup. But I just wanted to ask you if there have been any pitchers, any guys on the mound that have sort of caught your eye in the early going there in Stockton?
1: Uh, Jack Cushing, who is a right-hander out of Georgetown. He has the Georgetown single-season record for strikeouts – I'm sorry, career record for strikeouts and strikeouts in a game. He's got a .66 ERA uh, through three starts, which is tops in the Cal League for anybody or low A West for anybody Mm -hmm. with more than 10 innings pitched. Uh, Jake Walkinshaw has been a little, little up and down, but a couple of relievers have really stood out. You mentioned Jose Moore to me right. uh, before the year went on. He has got a wipeout slider, and he's been pretty dominant uh, in his time on the mound so far. A little bit, a little bit of an injury scare last mm. week, but he was it, he was back out and pitching a couple nights ago, which is good to see a shutdown eighth inning. And another guy is uh, Brock Whittlesey, uh, mm-hmm. who may have been a little bit off the radar uh but you know, his fastball is up to the low to mid nineties, good slider. He went to New Mexico State. I think he signed with the A's as a non drafted free agent, but they've used him in a lot of high leverage situations. Uh so those two guys out of the bullpen have been really good. And then I also wanna you know, Lawrence Butler had a big night last night. I saw he was your player of the of the day right. over there on A's farm. And I think, Phil, that he's really starting to come into his own a little bit. All three of his home runs have come to the opposite field. He's hitting leadoff tonight for the second straight night. He's got a really analyzing uh power speed combination and he's he he knows his zone he doesn't chase very much there's some swing and miss but he doesn't chase very much and he's shown uh some big power so uh him and you know brian Belvis and and his hit two home runs as well i think he's got a really good two-strike approach and uh junior perez who the a's got for Jorge hey mateo has shown some impressive power the strikeout numbers are high but Uh, He's shown some good power and also uh, an ability to play center field like his reads and his jumps on balls are 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 advanced.
2: Yeah, there's definitely a lot of exciting young players with the emphasis on young there this year. So yeah. um, if you, if you like seeing young players in action with a lot of energy and uh, getting out there and getting a feel for it for the first time, this is a good, good time, good year to go check out the games there in Stockton. You're going to see a lot of future A's on their first stop along the line and you'll be able to say, Hey, I saw them win. And uh, if you can't make it out to the ballpark, you can always tune in the big broadcast with Alex Jensen and hear him telling you about what's going on out there at the ballpark as well so thanks so much for taking the time out to talk with us today Alex Uh, we definitely look forward to talking to you again in the future
1: Bill I appreciate it it's good catching up with you man and uh yeah I'm looking forward to doing it again
2: stay tuned for more on our A's Farm podcast coming right up Next, we take a look at the A's newest affiliate, the High A Lansing Lugnuts. This is the Lugnuts' first season as an A's affiliate, and the team is loaded with college players who were drafted and signed by the A's just last year, as well as a number of those taken in the 2019 draft. To help us take a look at the team, we talked with Lugnuts' longtime play-by-play man, Jesse goldberg Strassler. Hey, thanks for joining me today, Jesse.
0: It's my pleasure. I'm glad that you could make the time for me. Well, I'll tell you, you know,
2: I know this is Lansing's first year as an A's affiliate. So I really wanted to talk to you and, and find out what it's been like for you learning about all these new players, all these new prospects in the A's system, and then, uh, and then actually getting to see them uh, out on the field performing every day as well.
0: It was like cramming for a test trying to figure out all right i've got to learn an entirely new organization over a hundred players what's the depth chart who are considered prospects who are players who should be considered prospects but the prospect evaluators don't know about them yet this was such a joy in the months leading up to the season educating myself all about the a's
2: yeah well you know if you enjoy baseball it's fun you know <laughs> it might be a lot of work but you enjoy getting to know about all these uh, all these new young guys now as a play-by-play man you've got your eye there on on every play of every game you you know there's nothing you you don't miss so i'm curious to find out from you what you think the big storylines have been there in lansing in the early going this season
0: how good the pitching is because i think that the pitching has been wonderful colin Palouse had a rough start the other day that happened stevie Emanuel's had a little bit of a rough start the other day too but by and large whether it's been the starting pitching whether it's been the bullpen the team 's pitching staff as a unit has looked really good, and I think a number of uh, of the pitchers in particular are putting their names on the map i 'm thinking of, for example, a Jack Weisenberger that this is an impact arm in the organization. <laughs>
2: Yeah, you know, it's interesting because you're right. There have been a lot of low-scoring games there in Lansing this year, which means maybe some of the hitters have, have struggled at times a bit, but but it means that the pitchers have really been doing their job, and and there really have been a lot of guys that maybe, you know, didn't start out this season with high-profile names in the organization, but they've certainly been performing very well there early in the year in Lansing. Can you can you talk about, you mentioned Jack Weisenberger, who I know is one of the, the big dominant arms out of the bullpen there along with Aiden McIntyre. Those guys have been doing a great job at the back end of the Lansing bullpen. But can you talk about some of the other guys there a little bit more who've really uh, opened your eyes early this season?
0: I wish that we could see more of Jeff Criswell because in his two innings, he was wonderful. And now he's back in Arizona rehabbing. Hopefully we'll get to see him once again down the line and it won't be too far away. Seth Schumann, the opening night starter, has been plagued apparently by some minor ailments. That has limited him into some piggybacking since. But I thought that Seth Schumann looked really good. I think that Stevie Emanuels, the fifth rounder in 2020 out of Washington, has showcased some great breaking stuff. With Weisenberger, it's the velocity. Um, I think that uh, Richard Wash, the right-hander out of Cuba, his slider is legit. So that's where I come down to. And uh, the player that I really should not fail to mention, I think that the left-hander Brady Basso is major league stuff. His changeup is really coming along. The curveball is Barry Zito-esque, and the fastball is a mid-'90s fastball. That's a major league arm from the left side.
2: Yeah, you know, it's interesting you mentioned Brady Basso because he wasn't a terribly high-profile guy, but, but the A's development staff really liked what they saw out of him in, in spring training and and. and he had been pitching in relief before he hadn't pitched much at all um, in the last couple of years because nobody has, but they, they decided to to turn him into a starter because they really liked his stuff, so he's a guy that's really moved up the depth chart, and you mentioned Jeff Criswell, who was the a second-round draft pick last year out of Michigan, and uh, as you mentioned, he only made one start early in the season, and then he you know he's had some shoulder problems since then, and he's down in Arizona rehabbing, so we're hoping we'll get to see him back out there because uh, he's certainly was a, you know, a highly touted draft pick for the A's re- just recently. Um, Stevie Emanuel's was the A's fifth-round pick this year, and he's there as well. As we know, there are a lot of college kids there in, in Michigan. The A's seem to take a lot of their most recent college picks, both from last year's draft and the, and the 2019 draft as well, uh, and, and put them there in Michigan. What's it been like having all those college kids there making their, making their pro debuts uh, in Lansing?
0: I really liked that Scott Steinman asked to compare the clubhouse atmosphere and how are things. He said that the college guys don't know any better. They don't understand, hey, conserve your energy. Hey, it's a long season and things go up and things go down and just go about your business. Because they're new to this, they're bringing such energy every single day. And it could very well turn out that in the mid part of the summer they hit the wall (laughs) or toward the end of the year they hit the wall and everybody gets tired. But at the start of this year, especially as the offense started off the year pretty cold, and they have most definitely woken up recently. But the college guys just kept on bringing such great positive energy, and that kept this team fun. It's a really good clubhouse. It's a really nice clubhouse, a clubhouse that works hard, a grinding sort of mentality to them. But I think that the high energy truly stands out.
2: Well, you know, it's interesting, because as we mentioned, the two pitchers from last year's draft, Jeff Criswell and Stevie Emanuels, are there, but also the A's third-round pick from the draft, uh, center fielder Michael Goldberg, is there as well, and then a couple of um, of uh, undrafted free agents that the A's signed after the draft, uh, Will Simonite and Jake Suttleson, are there as well, uh, so you have five, play, five college players that came in during or after last year's draft, and then you have a couple of other guys that were drafted in 2019 and never got a chance to make the pro debuts until this year and that's catcher drew millis and uh, first baseman patrick mccall so uh, i'm sure i'm sure you you must be seeing the excitement in some of those guys getting (laughs) getting a chance to get out there on the field for the first time in a while
0: well yes and the great thing about that too is we don't know who they are in fact i don't think the oakland athletics know who they are (laughs) they've got the scattering report on let's say a william simonite or jake settleson they might think to themselves, here's what we believe that they are to this point, but they're just into the system. They're just getting their first games beneath them. And so they're going to shape the perception and they're going to work with the coaches. And that to my mind raises the ceiling of expectations for them. The more players in the organization, the more the organization says, all right, we, we think we have a pretty good idea of who you are for better or for worse, but it's fun watching Simon. I just go out there and showcase raw power Same thing with a Jake Suttleson. That's been the delightful thing is seeing the surprise that they have brought to the coaching staff with their talents.
2: Yeah, I know. I I certainly had no idea what to expect from you know some of these undrafted free agents the A's signed after the draft. Of course, last year the draft was only five rounds, so there were a lot of undrafted uh, college players left out there, and we're just finding out a little bit about them now. I mentioned Michael Goldberg, who was last year's uh, third-round pick for the A's, who's there playing a lot of center field for you guys. I know he'd been leading off for a while, or at least hitting near the top of the order a lot. Can you talk a little bit about him and, and anyone else who's been... Uh, you know, kind of opening your eyes in the, in the lineup this year
0: so far? I would love to talk about Michael. All right, so it's a long U. It's Gouldberg, Michael Gouldberg, mm. and he does so many different things. He made a leaping catch of the wall. He plays great defense. He steals bases, has terrific impact speed. And at the plates, he can draw a walk. He can drop down a bunt. In fact, he loves to bunt. I didn't realize that he had the kind of power that he's shown. He already this year has four doubles and three home runs. And we're talking big-time in-game power. I was told that he was a singles hitter. So he's showing off a number of different tools that are all impacting the game. He's been a joy. And then you put alongside of him, I don't think that Max Schumann a lot is expected from. But Max Schumann plays second base, shortstop, third base, wherever you need him in the outfield. They've been leading him off. He's been hitting with power. He leads the league in steals. He leads the league in scoring runs. He gets hit by more pitches than anybody else, and he draws walks. That's the sort of guy who's a lot of fun. (laughs) And then I think that I have to mention Jordan Diaz because the youngest player on the team, the 20-year-old corner infielder out of Columbia, they've been working him out a lot at first base in addition to third base. Oh, my goodness, does he have power. Left to right to the gaps. He had a ball in center field that landed on top of the Fort Wayne batter's eye. They estimated it at 437 feet. He has major league power yeah jordan
2: diaz is certainly an exciting player as you mentioned he's still so young at 20 years old and he's done nothing but hit since he came into the A's system he he hit a ton uh, in 2019 at vermont he hit really well in the arizona league in 2018 when he was just uh, a 17 year old starting out that season and now he's gone up there to high a in michigan and yeah i think he's got uh, five home runs uh, he's hitting home runs almost every day there for you guys lately and uh, he really has such power and it's funny because he's not that big a guy i mean he's not even 6 foot, you know. And but the, the 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 ball really seems to jump off his bat, doesn't it?
0: He is just a pure powerhouse. Yes. Yes, the ball jumps <laughs> off his bat and you know it's gone. It's a joy. <laughs> well, the
2: other guy uh, uh, we talked about again last year's third round pick for the A's, Michael Goldberg, and um, you'd mentioned, you know, that you'd heard he was a singles hitter and it's interesting because so far, this in the first uh, you know, few weeks of the season there in Lansing, he has already hit as many home runs as he hit in his entire college career. He had three home runs in his entire college career, and he's already hit three home runs over the first few weeks there in Lansing for you guys. So I don't think anybody expected to see this kind of power out of him. I, I always heard, yeah, he was just a contact hitter, but uh, he must have worked out a lot in the offseason or something, because he's certainly flashing a lot more power than anyone even in the or- A's organization seem to expect out of him that's for sure
0: well the funny thing too is bill i think he's just getting warmed up i don't think that we've seen his best yet started off the season struggling he actually went at one point with the golden sombrero i believe in his second game of the (laughs) year so now we're starting to see what Goldberg is capable of and i think that's the case for a lot of these lug nuts where patrick mccall is flashing his ability that he's got tremendous power but he uses all fields and he's got great sneaky speed for a 6'6 first baseman. That's, that's been the pleasure of this, is seeing guys establish themselves, get their sea legs beneath them, and then say, here's what I can do. There's a reason that they nicknamed Goldberg the machine at Georgia Tech. He Is a hitting machine. <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, let's hope he keeps it up and uh, keeps putting him over the outfield fence as well. That would certainly help lift his stock and ra- raise him through the system quickly because we-, we know he can make contact. If he can add a little power on top of that, then he's going to be a very valuable player. I know that the uh, area scout who signed him down there, uh, Jamel Spearman, was very high on him when I talked to him last summer. Um, so I'm sure he's got to be excited seeing what uh, Michael Goldberg is doing there in Lansing in the early going. Uh, and then, of course, again, you know, another big story there in Lansing is a former first round pick of the A's, outfielder Austin Beck. He was picked right out of high school, very young kid, very, you know, inexperienced when he started out, and he spent last season in Stockton. Uh, both he and Lazaro Armentaris were there. Stockton of course was the High A affiliate last year. This year the Lansing Lugnuts are now the High A affiliate. So, uh, Austin Beck is basically repeating that High A level this year. Along with Lazaro, you know, a lot of people believe Beck hasn't developed as quickly as, as folks would like to have seen. So, uh, you know, it was an interesting decision to have him repeat that level there this year at Lansing. But I'm curious, I don't know if you've had a chance to talk to Austin Beck there. You've certainly had a chance to see him play. I know his season, he didn't get started for the first week or so. He had some nagging injury that he, he wasn't out on the field for the first week. So he's kind of just warming up and getting going now. Uh, but can you talk a little bit about uh, having Austin Beck there in Lansing?
0: Yeah, I think there was a bad combination that began the season for Austin in that whatever was the ailment that was plaguing him, he didn't play in our first seven games of the season. He was the last player on the opening day roster to make his first appearance of the year. And then he's playing with a little bit of pressure that might be self-imposed. The idea of he shouldn't be here. He should be in double-A Midland. They'll so play well enough, get up to double-A. So he's saying he's putting pressure on himself to do better, to do more, to get going. And I mean, baseball is hard. Baseball is a challenging sport that humbles. So my thinking is the best thing that could happen for him is what has happened. When he first started this year, he was batting the very top of our lineup. Now as the bats have heated up around him, it's taken the pressure off of him. And Scott Steinman has moved him down in the lineup, take the pressure off, go at bat by at bat, put some good at bats together, see what happens. And he's doing that batting down in the lineup with guys on base in front of him and the chance to watch the pitcher instead of lead off. We're seeing him put together better at bats. He just hit his first home run of the season the other day as well. So I think that he's easing into this year, and we're going to see what really he can bring. As long as he, whatever it takes is to take that pressure off of himself, relax and play ball, he's very much still got bat talent.
2: <laughs> well I'll tell you uh, I know I, I spoke to A's farm director Ed Sprague recently and he talked uh, talked a little bit about Austin Beck maybe playing with a bit of a chip on his shoulder this year and uh, as we know sometimes that's not such a, such a bad thing so hopefully he gets into his comfort level there and uh, has plenty of motivation to want to do well and then get up to that next level as they all are eager to do well thanks so much for taking time to talk with us today Jesse it's been great getting updated on all those uh, new A's prospects there in Lansing and as I mentioned a lot of them are making and their pro debuts there. So they really are new, not only to you, but all of us who actually follow the A's as well. We're all learning about them together. So thanks for, so much for giving us an update. And if folks would like to uh, you know, keep an eye on what's going on in Lansing, you can always listen to Jesse on the broadcasts. Uh, you can find him online every day.
0: Thanks, Jesse. Thank you very much, Bill. I appreciate it. And thanks to
2: all of you out there for listening to this edition of our A's Farm podcast. Be sure to check back in for the next episode. And don't forget that you can always find updates on the A's top prospects and all the daily action in the A's minor league system on our A's Farm website at athleticsfarm.com. That's athleticsfarm.com. Thanks again. I'm A's Farm Editor-in-Chief Bill Moriarty, and we'll see you again down on the farm.